Blog Talk Radio. Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tennell. For today, May 24th, we are glad to have you on with us. Happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you guys for tuning in um, for tonight's show. If you have a comment or question, please give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. 4399. So before jumping into tonight's beauty news show, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back. And again, you're listening to Beauty Talk. Again, the call-in number is 914-803-4399. I am joined as always, by my sister Denise. I'm just bringing her on the line so she can say hello. Okay, maybe she doesn't want to talk tonight. Uh, I'm so sorry. That's Hopefully, she... that's the first time that's happened in a long time. I, I, I put myself on mute and forgot to take myself off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> normally, you're blaming me. <laughs> right. I'm going through this whole thing saying hello and and I'm like, okay. <laughs> but anyway, good evening everyone and thank you guys once again for joining us here on Beauty Talk. We are happy to have you all along. Um just I know it's it's evening for some people, late at night for some people and 
early morning for others and the next day for some. So we thank you guys for being with us and for always joining us and checking us out on our uh, live show and on our uh, archive shows as well. So continue to follow us. And you can follow us on Facebook. We're Beauty, we're Beauty Talk Online Radio. And then on Twitter, we're Beauty underscore Talk. And then on Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. So you can follow us for all updates. All right. Just have some news that I'd like to start off with. Um, just wanted to tell you guys, just remind those of you in the U.K., and then, you know, of course, others who are around the world who travel to the U.K. for this show, but the Olympia Beauty Show will be held this year, October 4th through 5th. That's a Sunday and Monday. Again, the Olympia Beauty Show will be held October 4th through the 5th in London. Um, and speaking of Olympia Beauty, they have a trade only competition that's taking place right now. And actually, um, May 31st, which is next Sunday, um, at 1 p.m., the competition will close. So that's 1 p.m. UK time, which is about five hours ahead of the, um, of the East Coast here in the U.S. So it would be about eight hours ahead of um, the West Coast here in the U.S. But again, May 31st, that competition will close. It's a chance to win over 500 pounds worth of prizes, okay? Again, it's a trade-only competition for industry professionals. Um, And your only requirement to to be entered into this competition is that you have to register. You have to go onto their website and register. And then you have to like their Facebook page and like their Instagram account. So if you've already registered, then, and and this is, I'm sorry, let me go back. You're going to be registering with the Olympia Beauty online store. The online store is something new for them, okay? It's um, It's a new piece of the Olympia Beauty brand that's taking place as an online beauty store. And you have to register with the online beauty store to participate in this competition, okay? So, again, you register with the Olympia Beauty online store, like the Facebook page and like their Instagram page. If you've already registered for the Olympia Beauty online store, then all they want you to do is like their Facebook page and like their Instagram page to be entered into this contest. Um, Again, it's over 500 pounds worth of prizes. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the prizes, but I will just mention a couple. Um, these are some products that I or brands that I do not know about, so I'll mention some of them. And um, there's a brand called Holistic Solutions, Diana Barillo Handmade Beauty Nail Polish, and they're giving away hazelnuts and blueberries, um, and it's worth 24 pounds combined. Uh, it's the per- perfect dose of pigments in the formulation guarantee this covering effect. Contains a- ingredients specifically designed to strengthen nails resistance like organic silicone. Okay, also from Candle Spa, they are hand and body lotion, which is worth 15 pounds. Um, and then Cora Naturals Luxury Body Butter, which is worth 25 pounds. 
And then they have a, uh, a little gadget that's called Dermi-Eye from Opatra. It's worth 279 pounds. It's a unique device that helps reduce puffiness and fine lines around the eyes. It's um, unique ion technology operates with your own skin current to help creams absorb into the skin. At the same time, the vibration massage stimulates blood circulation to the eye area and helps regenerate skin cells. Um, Apatra Dermi-Eye uses smart sensor technology to provide massaging treatments to your eye area. Again, that's worth 279 pounds. So it's a whole lot of other products that they're giving away. Again, it's over $500 worth. 500 pounds worth of uh, a product. Um, again, you just must register for the Olympia Beauty online store and like their Facebook and Instagram pages. All right, also speaking of London, the MyKitco company has launched eight new, uh, eight new makeup brushes, and they are offering 20% off for one week only. So it starts today, and it goes for one week. So what is that, next Sunday? Um, so it's only for one week, 20% off, but they're also offering 50% off of discounted products. And I do believe here in the U.S. you can get My Kit Co. at Alcone NYC. Um, and, of course, if you just want to uh, purchase online, but I think it would be easier as far as, you know, the money to order through Alcone. Um, wanted to go back to the Olympia Beauty. Just wanted everyone to know that the winners will be announced on their Facebook page only, and that will be next Sunday, May 31st at 3 p.m. So, again, the competition closes at 1 p.m., and the announcement will come at 3 p.m. And then the last thing I wanted to mention um, from TPG Pro, which is the powder group, they were offering their memberships um, for $67.50 per year, half off, you know, due to COVID-19 and just offering the, the makeup community um, a little break. The powder group memberships were $67.50, and they will continue to be $67.50 until May 31st. So they will be um, shutting that down within one week next Sunday, the 31st, and the, uh, the cost of a membership will go back up to $135. So for those of you who are not members and wish to be a member of TPG Pro, or for those of you whose your membership has run out and you need to renew, if I'm a, I'm just assuming with this part, I'm not sure, but if, if when you renew, if you renew at the same price as a new membership, then you guys all need to get that done by next Sunday. After next Sunday, again, the price goes back up to 135 a year. All right. Denise, what do you have? Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to read something else. <laughs> Wasn't sure. I had something that I wanted to I wanted to talk about last week, but it was a it was a bit too much to hold up the show to to kind of go through all of it, but um I think it's um kind of important to 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 kind of go through some of this tonight. 
Um, it's basically it's safety guidelines for reopening uh, barber, you know, barber shops and cosmetology uh, salons. So whether it be a hair salon or, you know, a brow shop or a day spa or something like that, these are just some some guidelines that are put in place actually by the Georgia State Board of Cosmetologists and Barbers. Um, depending on where you are in in the U.S., um, I'm pretty sure each state uh, each state um, state board of cosmetology has their own set of guidelines, but I'm I'm almost sure they all probably look very similar uh, to these of Georgia. Um, and then, you know, not sure how things are regulated in other countries, but the information that I'm going to give out tonight will definitely uh, be good information to apply to any cosmetologist or barber uh, who operate um, some type of salon <clears throat> or even like a like a, when you have your own individual like uh, suite, like a salon suite, it's still, as far as the state board is concerned, considered like a salon. So um, all of these guidelines will pertain uh, to all of those uh, situations. So in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Georgia State Board of Cosmetologists and Barbers um, recommends reopening barber and cosmetology salons and shops with the following strict guidelines um, in order to protect the safety of clients and employees. The recommendations should be used in conjunction uh, with the board rules for safety and sanitation. So automatically, of course, each state board already has certain board rules to safety and sanitation. So I don't know if I mentioned before, I know I've been posting this on um, social media, you know, like me being a licensed esthetician, you know, there's, there's certain safety and sanitation guidelines that I have to follow as a licensed esthetician. Um, and so those things are pretty standard for me as an esthetician or for a nail tech or for a barber or a hairstylist. They're pretty standard. So a lot of the things that um, they're suggesting here, as you will hear, um, basically pretty much says some of the same things that, that we already should be doing as licensed cosmetologists, but they're just adding the COVID-19 piece um, in there. Right. Um, so keep in mind that this Keep in mind that these guidelines will be in effect during the period of COVID-19 um, and then may be adjusted um, as necessary. Um, you know, so when, they're, when it's safe to do so, then, you know, certain guidelines will be eased up a bit where, you know, certain things you won't have to do um, once, you know, the states feel that it's, it's safe enough to do so. Um, so I'm, so I'm, let me just say this, though, because I'm, I'm almost certain that with, here in the states anyway with the state board, they kind of randomly do um, inspections of salons. Uh, and then, you know, when they find certain things that are in violation of their regular guidelines, you know, of course, they'll find the salon, they'll penalize them with a the fine, things like that. Um, but I'm sure that with, um, with some of these guidelines, if they, you know, do their random inspections and, fi and find, you know, out that salons are not uh, in compliance with some of these guidelines, they'll be closed immediately and are not able to do any type of business, you know, service the public in any kind of way. So salon shop owners and managers must use the OSHA guidance when preparing workspace, workplaces for COVID-19. Temperature check. Salons should consider use of a touchless infrared thermometer to check the temperature of employees each day and of each client who enters the salon. Any employee or client who has a temperature above 99 degrees 
should be sent home immediately and not allowed to return to the salon or shop until they have no fever and no, and no evidence of COVID-19 symptoms. So let me just repeat that because I know there are a lot of people from different countries who listen to this show. Um, any employee client who has a temperature of above 99 degrees Fahrenheit should be sent home immediately. Um, some some um, countries use Celsius, so I just had to mention that. Um, so basically some of the things that you should be asking um, each client before they enter your salon or barbershop. Have you had a cough? Have you had a fever? Have you been around anyone exhibiting these symptoms within the, within the past 14 days? Are you living with anyone who is sick or quarantined? Okay. I'm going to stop right there for one second because the question, have you had a cough? This is going to be a little tricky because some people can naturally have a cough if they have dry throat, um, if they have allergies. So that's going to be a little tricky. But I guess the cough in, in conjunction with a fever um, may throw up red flags, okay? You must limit the people in the shop or salon. Salons or barbershops should consider seeing clients by appointment only. Salons and barbershops should consider telephonic or online scheduling. You must limit the number of persons waiting, um, well, the number of persons in the waiting area in the salon or barbershop. It is recommended that clients wait outside the salon or shop in their vehicle until the cosmetologist or barber is ready to serve them. It is recommended that persons not being serviced in the salon or barbershop wait, out salon, wait outside the salon. Salons and barbershops are not to be used for social gathering places. Um, you must maintain social distancing at all times. Spacing between persons in the salon must be at least six feet, except when staff are servicing clients. Um, salons and barbershops should consider additional spacing between booths, divider shields, and or alternate work schedules to accomplish this. So basically they're saying that uh, if you're in a, in a hair salon or a barbershop, that um, the space between one technician to the next technician, you know, one hairstylist, the next, should be at least six feet apart. And if you can't actually have that happen, then, you know, appointment time should be staggered so that there will be space um, between people. So you know how sometimes on, and with most salons or most barbershops, you may have a, one row on the left, one row on the right of like, you know, four to five people. So maybe it should probably be where on one side it's two people, the other side is two people, and then they're six feet apart, side to side, and across and across the aisle. Um, and then as far as when you're servicing your client, they know that you can't be, you know, away from your client to do their hair. So that's understandable, okay? But this is where um, where you can where you can protect yourself is what I'm about to talk about next. So personal protective gear, wearing masks. The salon or barbershop will be required to wear masks at all times. So the employees in the salon or barbershop is required to wear masks at all times. Okay? Salons may want to consider providing masks to the client. Um, I guess if clients show up without one. Clients should wear masks to the extent possible while receiving services. So that means having having it on, especially if you're getting your hair hair done, 
and you you know, or you're seeing the barber, I think that's possible. If it's like a service where um, you're getting your brows done, it's still possible to wear a mask. Um, if you have a service where you're getting your makeup done, I think it's possible to wear the mask uh, for an extended period of time until it's time to do like your foundation and things like that. Mm-hmm. So doing brows and eyes is per- it's you know perfectly fine to wear your mask then, but then when you need to complete the whole face, then I can see it coming off. Um, Face shields and eye goggles. If available, it is recommended that employees wear face shields when servicing clients. Uh, gloves, it is recommended that employees wear disposable gloves when servicing clients and change the gloves between each client to the greatest extent possible. So some of these things so far I don't think is <laughs> unreasonable because I think, you know, most people are planning to do just that. Makeup artists, I think, we're planning to wear face masks as well as face shields. Um, most people mm-hmm. that I know talk about um, wearing gloves, and then I hear people say, it's going to be hard to do somebody's makeup in gloves. No, not really. I mean, it's just a pair of gloves. You can still hold the brush the same way. It may feel different, but I think you should still be able to do your job with gloves on. If that's something that you don't want to do or you feel like it's not comfortable enough for you to do, then don't do it. But if you want a little extra protection so that you're not constantly, you know, washing your hands with every little thing with that one client, it's best just to use gloves. Right. Cape. Each client should be draped with a clean cape. Cape should be laundered following the fabric recommendations between each client or salons or shops may consider using disposable capes and dispose of the cape after it is used. And I'm not talking about the disposable cape. Disposable capes will be very important because of this one thing. If you have a client at 2 p.m., you're due to finish that client by, uh, you know, 3 or 3.30, and your next client arrives at 4. That half an hour between 3.30 and 4 is enough time to cleanse your station, dispose of everything that you used um, with the last client, sanitize and start disinfecting your implements and, and your, your tools. Um, but it's not enough time to wash and dry a cape. If you don't have enough time in between your clients, like if your next client is due within 30 minutes, you're going to have to use a disposable cape. If you have two hours between clients, then that's more than enough time to go ahead and wash that, um, wash that cape and dry that cape for the next client. If you right. are in a salon, and you know, and I'm, you know, most all salons have access to water. If that's something that you don't want to do, like sit there and wash one cake, you know what I'm saying? Every single time you have a client, because it's like you're constantly using water, you know, it, it, it's just going to be the best thing for you is to just get the disposable cakes and get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Right. And get a lot of them. But we're at that point that you have to have a different cape for every client. Uh, that's probably going to be something good for us um, on on film and TV sets because, you know, um, your regular capes, having a bunch of them, for, for me, it's only going to go so far. You know what I mean? Because you're going to have to wash them often. Yeah. Um, I feel like disposables will be the way to go. Right. 
and the and the thing is, if you um, if you have um, a bunch of capes and you have clients and one after the other and you're changing to a new cape, now you have these capes that have been used. So now, what do you do with those capes? You have to if you're not washing them all individually and you're saving them until you have enough to put in a, a normal wash. So now you have to um, keep those capes somewhere. What, what are you doing with those capes? How are you keeping those capes away from your other clients, your other the other you know other salon employees? How are you keeping them safe by keeping those capes away from them? So this is where you have right. people have to start thinking about the biodegradable uh, bags to put things like that right. in. Okay. Smocks. Employees should wear a clean smock between each client. So that's another thing. It's like you're going to have to have, you know, a bunch of smocks or unless you have some disposable ones. Um, smocks should be laundered following the fabric recommendations between each client or salon or shop. May consider using disposable smocks and dispose of the smock after use on a client. Neck strips. Employees must use protective neck strips or towels and towels around the neck of each haircut client. And we know those those needs. Hand washing. Employees must wash hands with soapy, warm water for a minimum of 20 seconds between every client service. Now, this is this is something that to me the standard is standard. Like that, that's just something that we should all be doing anyway. Um, employee clothing. Employees should arrive at the salon or shop showered and wearing clean clothing. Employees should change clothes before entering their home when they return from work. Now, that's interesting because most people, when they've been out in the public like that, they'll, they'll go home, and as soon as they go home, they're taking their clothes off and putting it in the washing machine. So what these guidelines right. are saying is you need to change. Oh, wow. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Employees should change clothes before entering their home when they return from work. Well, I mean, at that point, I mean, I understand that's a great suggestion, but to me at that point, um, for the, for me, for that, that's up to the employee. You know what I mean? Because, the one thing, one thing about it is you're taking it away from the salon when you, you know, when right. you go home, you're going away from the salon. So if you decide to change clothes, great. If you don't, then that's, you know, that's on you. But again, you're going away from the salon. But I mean, I think yeah, it's a great I idea. You need to put in the bags, you know, yeah. and enter your home with fresh clothes. Yeah, because I guess they're thinking about the safety of your home, the people that live with you mm-hmm. at home. So I get that. I get that. I mean, it may yeah. not be possible for some people, but I get it. I right. get it. Um, PPG such as gloves, gowns, drapes, linens, and eye coverings uh, should be changed between each client. These use items must be and must be uh, disinfected or discarded in a closed container. Disinfected or discarded in a closed container. And how many times have you gone to 
get your eyelashes done. And I don't mean like at a salon where there there are more than like one or two people doing lashes. I've seen it in places where there's more than one person doing lashes where, yes, when, you know, when you're done, that that bed is cleaned. But I've mm-hmm. seen it where people work individually and have clients coming in where they don't change anything on their bed. They don't change any linen, nothing, nothing. One person comes in, they lay down, they get their lashes done. The next person comes in, they lay down, they get their lashes done. You know, not even a flip of the pillow. So these, I'm saying, these are these are guidelines that, regardless of COVID nineteen, people need to be doing this stuff. Right. It's, and you know, it's only going to protect us. Period. It's only going to keep us all from being sick at any given time. At any given time. Right. Okay. So disinfection, so they're going to talk a little bit about disinfection because I think some people may not necessarily understand really what disinfection is and what it's all about. Mm -hmm. All salons or shops must be thoroughly cleaned and disinfected prior to reopening. So when they say clean, they mean sanitized. So when they say sanitized, they mean clean. So that's one and the same, you know, cleaning and sanitizing, same thing. All salon shops must be thoroughly cleaned and disinfected prior to reopening. So basically when you're disinfecting something, you're, you're basically using a chemical to disinfect something, to, to, to take, that, take that sanitation to the, to the next level, basically. Disinfecting is using chemicals to, to clean and make things you know, to get rid of bacteria, to make things uh, proper for use again. Disinfect all surfaces, tools, and linens, even if they were cleaned before the salon or shop was closed. Must use disinfectants that are EPA registered and labeled as bactericidal, virucidal, and fungicidal. No product will be labeled for COVID-19 yet, but many will have human Mm -hmm. coronavirus efficacy either on the label or available on their website. The EPA has approved any product that has tested as effective against human coronavirus. If in doubt of the effectiveness, mm-hmm. check the EPA website. Disinfectant for immersion of tools must be mixed daily and replaced sooner. So basically, if you have a disinfectant like a barbicide, where you where you you know disinfect your implements, at the end of the day, that barbicide needs to be you know, thrown out. You cannot right. save it for the next day. You cannot reuse it. Okay? That's it's right. got to go. So, um, let's see. And, and that's when you finish, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry I was just going to say, when you, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, when you're finished, share with uh-huh. the audience the the free class that beauty professionals can take uh, free I think it, you said milady I believe the sanitation okay yeah just share that information okay sure okay disinfectant for immersion of tools must be mixed daily and replaced sooner if it becomes contaminated throughout the day. 
So if, if you start out early in the day with it and you put implements in it, you know, like later in the day if it's not looking right, <laughs> you know, then you must get rid of it and, you know, and pour new uh, disinfectant. That's basically what that's saying. Um, disinfectant only works on a clean surface. So don't put dirty implements inside barbicide and think it's going to disinfect it. No. Disinfectant is not to, to, to there, is not there to just clean your, um, your tools. You must thoroughly clean your tools with soap and water or some kind of cleanser first and then disinfect it, okay? So clean all surfaces and tools with hot soapy water, chip shape or cleaning wipes, um, be sure to, to, you know, cover the surface thoroughly before disinfecting. Uh, contact time on label must be observed, observed for disinfectant to work. So you must be reading the labels of, the, of this disinfectant. Don't think you can use a disinfectant, wipe down a counter, and then if it's wet, then you take something dry and wipe it off, and then it's disinfected. No. There's a certain amount of time that it must be wet with that disinfectant before you can, um, you know, before you can, can, like, dry it or before you can say that it's just actually disinfected, okay? Um, so contact time on the label must be observed for disinfectant to work. Contact time refers to how long the disinfectant is visibly wet on the surface, allowing it to thoroughly destroy all of the pathogens. Typically, contact time for immersion meaning putting your tools in like a disinfectant like barbicide, or if you have a barbicide spray, that contact time is 10 minutes in order for it to be considered disinfectant. If you have disinfectant wipes, then that contact time is two to four minutes, okay? This disinfectant to use for immersion must be changed daily or sooner if it becomes contaminated. So they repeated that again, so that shows you how important that is, okay? If you see hair or debris floating in the solution, or if it looks cloudy, that's what I was referring to earlier, if it looks cloudy, then it's got to go. Disinfection is for hard, non-porous surfaces, glass, metal, and plastic, okay? Let me repeat it. Disinfection is for hard, non-porous surfaces, glass, metal, and plastic. So if you think you can disinfect a beauty blender, you are wrong. As much as I would like to think that that's not true, you cannot disinfect a beauty blender. So if you're going to use a beauty blender, then you have to keep in mind, although you can sanitize it, you have to keep in mind that you're not going to be able to use it for as long as you would normally be able to use it. Like I can see it being one to two times, maybe three, but that's the beauty blender being used on one person, the same person. And this is just me talking. This isn't anybody's state board. This isn't OSHA. This isn't, you know, anybody else. This is just me talking. If I were going to use a beauty blender nowadays, 
I wouldn't use it, honestly, more than once, maybe twice just trying to sneak and get away with it, but no more than that. So to me, it's not even worth buying them. Maybe when, you know, well, I won't even go there, but I'm just saying for me, it's not worth buying them anymore. Mm -hmm. If a client wants a beauty blender, then they have to know that this beauty blender is not it's not disinfected. This this sponge is a disposable sponge, and it should be thrown out after each use. Right. After you use it one time, it should be thrown away. So that's that's something that we have to start educating our clients on. Exactly. We have to. And you know, we get I back would, wedge sponges. I would love to have a conversation with Rianne, um, just to see. You know, what has, if she's, and I'm sure she has, but you know, what she's thought about or what's her plan for, for this? How are you going to continue to move forward with your business now that all of this has happened? You know what I mean? And, and things right. have changed. How, how has that affected the beauty blender, you know, business? Um, right. You know, it's unfortunate, but. I'm hoping that she has some type of plan for that. You know what I mean? Um, right. Something, you know, something, a way to to save the day, you know, where, you know, all is not lost, that we could continue to use these beauty blenders and, and find a way. But I do, but I totally agree with you that for me to continue to use a beauty blender, it's going to be something that, you know, uh, you know, this pink one is for KO. This, this this black one is for, you know, the next person. You know what I mean? And then this, you know, like I would buy different colors. Um, I would, you know, and it would be for one particular, I'm thinking about actors. It would be for one particular actor. This is your beauty blender. And that's it. You know what I mean? Um, and then for me, even though you clean them, I at this point, I would just feel comfortable with, you know, using it on, like, say, for instance, if, I'm, if it's one actor, I could use it on KO, brand new sponge, clean it, and, you know, the next time she's in, use that on, you can use that on her again. But for me, after some certain number of uses, I'm going to be done with them. You know what I mean? Like, I know you can clean it to continue to over and over and over and over, but I think just to feel comfortable, I, you know, I probably wouldn't get a whole lot of uses out of one, even though you can clean it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting to to talk to Rianne about that. It really would. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, porous soft surfaces cannot be disinfected and must only be used once and then discarded. So basically, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, tools such as cardboard files, buffers, drill bits, etc. Must launder all linens. Towels, drapes, and smocks in hot, soapy water and dry completely at the warmest temperature allowed and store in an airtight cabinet. 
store all used dirty linens in an airtight container. Um, the staff use of masks is mandatory. It's recommended that you place a clean towel over the face of your client while they are at the sink. It's a good way to protect their mouth, nose, and eyes. Minimize to the greatest degree possible up close direct face-to-face -face contact with clients. Reception areas. Consider removing all unnecessary items such as magazines, newspapers, service menus, and any other unnecessary paper products and decor. Wipe down all seats and tables. Cloth chairs cannot be properly cleaned and disinfected using a plastic cover should be considered. Wipe reception desk with disinfected. Consider discontinuing use of paper appointment books or cards and replace with electronic options. Employees must frequently wash their hands. After, the, uh, after using phone, computer, cash register, and or credit card machine, wipe these surfaces between each use. Um, sometimes when you go into retail stores now, you'll see that. You'll see if you're at the register before you get there, you know, when the last customer's left, um, they're spraying and wiping down the, um, the little machine that you put your card in and things like that, anything that you may have to touch to complete your transaction. Um, avoiding the exchange of cash, which is so important. Um, this can help greatly in preventing spread of the virus, but if this is unavoidable, be sure to wash and sanitize your hands well after each transaction. The use of credit, credit or debit card transactions is preferred using touch, swipe, no signature uh, technology. You must clean and disinfect all retail areas daily. So this is going to be important, too. If you sell retail products in your salon, you must clean and disinfect those areas every single time you're in there, including the products. So try to avoid clients touching products that they don't plan to purchase. Um, you must clean mm -hmm. and wipe all door, all door handles and other surfaces that are regularly touched by clients and staff with disinfectant wipes. I mean, basically, you, you need a whole cleaning crew, pretty much. You know, you need to have, like, one or two people who do nothing but clean, you know, constantly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, constantly. Um, you must provide hand sanitizer and tissues for employees and clients. Consider floor stickers and signage that provide guidance, sort of like what you see at, you know, Walmart or your um, – um, grocery stores. Consider placement of visible and appropriate signage to communicate to the customers that uh, thorough sanitation procedures are in place. Consider placement of sneeze shields. Then you have your restrooms. You must clean and disinfect all restroom surfaces, including floors, sinks, and toilet bowls every day. Store paper products in a closed cabinet and provide antibacterial hand soap. Place trash can by the door. Remove anything that does not have to be in the restroom. So you know how some restrooms you go, they may have a nice basket in the middle of the sink that may have um, your paper towels in them or whatever. So they're saying no to that. It, you know, your your paper towels must be in a closed-type uh, cabinet or thing, I guess, where you could just pull a paper towel down or turn something to whatever, or just have those ones that you wave your hand under and the paper towel comes out. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, um, like I said, remove anything that does not have to be in the restroom. 
Shampoo bowls. You must clean and disinfect after each use. All bowls, bowls, all hoses, spray nozzles, voice handles, shampoo chairs, and armrests. You got to wipe down all products and shelves. Discard and replace any products that have not been stored in a closed container. So things can get kind of expensive for some of these salons, depending on how they were set up before COVID. Now with some of these guidelines, I mean, you maybe you may have to change your whole way of doing things in the salon. Uh, consider the use of plastic or a towel on the shampoo bowls between clients' neck and the sink. Consider asking clients to wash their own hair before entering the salon or shop. Now that that right there is not a bad idea. I think not at that all. will save time. That will save the amount of time the client is actually in the salon. That will save mm-hmm. a lot on um, a lot of these guys. Some of these guidelines would just be cut down tremendously if the if the client shampooed their own hair. Um, you must limit as much as possible face to face contact with clients. And consider using face shields, eye goggles by those employees providing shampoo services. Um, your workstations. You must clean and disinfect all work area surfaces between every client. So this is what I'm saying when I say you <laughs> you need like a, a whole cleaning crew because depending on how many clients you have in a day, you're, you're going to be worn out because you're doing your client and then you're taking, you know, it's probably about a good 15 minutes to do all that you have to do as far as your implements and, you know, cleaning your stations, but not just cleaning, but disinfecting um, your, your station, your chairs, like all of this stuff. And I would, I would go to say even the shields, the, um, like, you know, the salons have the, the shields between um, some salons do anyway, the shields, like the sneeze shields and stuff, cleaning those as well. Um, right. <clears throat> Cleaning and disinfecting, just you know, your chairs, your headrest, your armrest. The use of harsh disinfectants can damage leather chairs, and uh, cloth chairs cannot be dis- disinfected. So you please use a plastic covering. That's important. If you have a cloth chair, it's just like having a sponge. You cannot disinfect it, so you have to use a plastic covering over that chair. Okay, and then you can get rid of the plastic. Um, if it's a leather chair, of course you can disinfect that. But again, like they said. You got to be careful of the harsh disinfectants because you're constantly spraying or wiping that um, that leather with you know with these chemicals between every client can cause damage to your chair. Clean and disinfect all reusable tools and store in an airtight closed container. Basically, any type of metal tool. Um, clean and disinfect. Um, clean and disinfect all appliances, shears, clippers, clipper guards, clippies, rollers, combs, brushes, rolling carts, and any other items used in connection with servicing clients. You must check to make sure all products such as lotions, creams, waxes, and scrubs have, um, have always been in a closed container. If not, you must discard it and replace it. That's so important. A lot of times we don't want to throw things away, you know, so just keep in mind everything like that must be in a container that has a lid on it that you can close, okay, to keep it safe. Um, you must remove and discard all single-use tools such as paper files, um, drill bits and buffers that have already been used. Um, you must clean. So basically you've got to start off with brand new of all that. 
You must clean and disinfect all linen hampers and trash containers and only use such containers that can be closed and used with liners that can be removed and discarded. You must provide hand sanitizer at all work locations for employees and clients. Um, and then you can consider having like station barriers between workstations, which that's not a, a bad idea at all. That's why I said, you know, the way your way things are set up in your salon is going to have to totally change, you know. And just keep in mind, a lot of this stuff, um, once there's a, there's a handle on all of this, there's a vaccine out there, a lot of this stuff will be temporary. So, you know, like your your you know, your face shield, your like your, your barriers between stations, things like that may just be temporary for a while. But if you're going to install that stuff, you may as well keep it. I mean, I would say use that kind of stuff for, you know, the next two, three years, you know. You right. have it, you may as well have their clients and how many people are in, a, um, are in the salon at one given moment and how long you keep those old magazines that you have in your waiting area. You know, with all of the hands that have been touching those magazines, you know, how long are you going to keep that stuff in those waiting areas? Um, you must remove and discard all single-use tools such as paper files. I said that build grits and buffers. Um, you must clean and disinfect all linen hampers and trash containers and only use such containers that can be closed and used with liners that can be removed and discarded. You must provide hand sanitizer at all work locations for employees and clients. Now, I know I read that already, but that is so, so important because these are things that people aren't thinking about. You know, people are thinking, well, I have a trash can. I have a liner in it. Why must it be closed? Because, again, we're dealing with a virus. Think about the droplets um, that's coming from your mouth, that's coming from your nose, and you use tissue to wipe your nose, you cough, all of this stuff can get on something that you put in the trash can. It's so important to keep all of this in closed containers. Pedicure bowls must be disassembled and disinfected every day. You must remove all parts that can be removed. You must clean all removed parts with soap and water, rinse in clear water, and then immerse into properly diluted disinfectant. You know, you can see the label on your disinfectant for all of that. You must scrub bowl with soap and water and replace uh, removed parts of the bowl. Rinse with, rinse with bowl, uh, rinse bowl with clean water. Fill bowl, uh, again, with clean water and proper amount of disinfectant and let stand for proper time, which is at least 10 minutes. If your bowl has jets, you must let the jets run for a full 10 minutes uh, with the disinfectant. Okay, treatment rooms. After each client, you must clean and disinfect. Uh, at, um, all surfaces such as uh, chairs, tables, electrical appliances, even the cords. Each day, you must clean and disinfect all linens and store in a closed container or cabinet. Each day, you must clean and disinfect all hampers that hold soiled linens and be sure to use one that can be lined and closed. So get the importance of everything. You must remove and discard any products that could have been, that could have been contaminated by improper uh, unsanitary use, replaced with new products. You must empty all wax pots daily and disinfect before refilling them with new wax. Now that's gonna get some people, because it just yeah. got me. Um, <laughs> right. 
It's so you much. know because you, and... you're thinking you think yeah you're thinking about the cost of all of this stuff. But if your business is, is if you do a lot of waxing in your business, if that's what your business is, and you get you get enough of a clientele each and every day, then it's just a matter of um, you know maybe you go to a smaller wax pot, use a smaller wax pot. So maybe the wax that's in the pot is not as much as you you've used before, but you're able to get by with you know refilling it every day. Um, you can purchase new single-use applicators that can be disposed of in an airtight trash bin. The airtight trash bin should have a lid and should be lined with a disposable plastic bag. Let's talk about that first. Well, when you go to these, sometimes when you go to these nail salons and they do brows, they're using the same applicator on every person. That's got to stop. The client should be educated on that. That's got to stop. And that, and regardless of COVID, that's got to stop. Um, administrative controls. Employees who are sick must stay home. The salon or shop owner or managers must provide training, educational materials, and reinforcement on proper sanitation, hand washing, cough and sneeze etiquette, using PPE, and other protective behaviors. You must ensure break rooms are thoroughly cleaned and sanitized and not used for congregating by employees. You must ensure that all sinks in the workplace have antibacterial soap available and paper towels. That means also doing um, proper uh, bathroom checks where you're cleaning the bathrooms throughout the day, not just one time. It's going to be quite a you know quite a bit. Right, and you know um, one of the one of the things quickly that I wanted to say was uh, you know PBA, the Professional Beauty Association, they have um, they've recently put out some back-to-work guidelines. Um, They also put out um, how to reopen and the changes that's coming to the industry. And then also I've received from them reopening states and local economies. So what I'm going to do is start posting on the Beauty Talk Instagram page and Facebook pages. I'm going to start posting um, information for the various states, so our listeners who live all over will, um, you know, will be able to get that information. And then I'm going to try to um, book someone from PBA to come on um, and just kind of help shed some light um, as to, you know, resources that not only that the PBA offer, but just resources out there that's out there for um, beauty professionals um, who are freelancers and those who are working in salons, like how they can help get people reacclimated to going back into the salons. Right. And so basically, um, this goes, it finishes up by saying, you know, consider posting hand washing signs in the restroom, uh, you know, just as a reminder for people. Um, you must provide alcohol wipes for use at any phone station that you have there. Um, consider being flexible with work schedules, salon hours to reduce the numbers of people, your employees and your clients in the salons and shops at all times in order to maintain social distancing. And you must provide barbicide or EPA disinfectant wipes, liquid disinfecting containers, and barbicide concentrate or EPA approved disinfectant, continuing hand relief treatments as well as scalp, neck, and shoulder massages during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's a good point. 
And basically, um, there's a video that you can watch to help explain all the guidelines and recommendations that we just talked about. And you can go to Vimeo.com, the C-I-M-E-O.com, forward slash 413-960-130. Again, that's Vimeo.com, forward slash 413-960-130. And then the classes um, that Janice asked me to mentioned these are free classes that you can get certified in sanitation as well as uh, um, disinfection. Um, there's milady.com, that's M-I-L-A-D-Y.com. Um, Milady's responsible for like a lot of the cosmetology books that, that are in different schools and stuff. They have a, a free sanitation class. And then for um, the barberside training, which is a very good training, you can go to barbicide.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-R-C-I-D-E.com. Barbicide.com and milady.com. So now that brings us to the end of our show. And so you can follow Janice and I both on um, all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just simply by our name. I'm Denise Tunnell. That's D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And then Janice Tunnell is J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And once again, you can follow Beauty Talk on Facebook or Beauty Talk Online Radio. You can follow us on Twitter with Beauty underscore Talk. And then you can follow us on Instagram with Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media. All right. Thanks again for sharing that information. And thank you all again for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. Please have a very safe um, memorial holiday. Continue to be safe and use wisdom. Um, Stay home if you can. If you can't, please wear a mask. Um, And we'll talk with you guys again next Sunday night at 9 p.m. right back here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you guys so very much. Have a great night and a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention.